All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice. It only... You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network Podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Check them out at their retail location in Surrey. If you haven't heard already, Zephyr Epic has got you covered for all of your trading card needs, whatever it is, the hockey cards, the baseball cards, the football cards, whatever, Zephyr Epic has got it, and you should be checking them out, Zephyr Epic. Dot com. Check them out. Uh, 
promo code hockey season. The best part about Zephyr Epic is that they ship free anywhere in Canada on any order over $50 from from Whistler to Waterloo, Ontario. Do you have any fun Whistler or Waterloo facts? Well, Whistler, here's a fun fact. We're here right now uh, in a superior loft. That's the name, that's what our room is called here. I don't think I've ever been in a hotel. Like we're in a hotel, right? Right? It's a, it's a, it's a lodge. Lodge-ish? Okay, well, it's still, whatever it is, we got a staircase in there's our own a, hotel. There's a fireplace, like a working yeah, fireplace with fire logs. Don't get started on the fireplace here already. Okay, so you want to talk about the stairs. Yeah, I want to talk. We got stairs going up, and I got a little private room up there. Yeah, you took the room this time, yeah. which I'm okay with, because you slept on the pull-out bed that we couldn't figure out last time we were at Nation HQ. Yeah, this one here's a what a Murphy bed, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Nation HQ one was a little bit nicer than this, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. This, I'll report mm. back tomorrow cuz we're we're recording on my bed technically. Yeah, well yeah, we'll see. That pull-out couch that I slept on there in the Nation bed, I don't know. Maybe should have just kept the couch pulled in because that pull-out bed, I don't know. It wasn't uh wasn't a dream, I'll say that. Well, this one we're, and we're going to post a video. We've we've been working all day. Well, all day. It's pretty easy. A uh, little vlog. We've put together a little vlog of our trip to Whistler, all the way from you picking me up from a SkyTrain station and us, uh, you know, renting a car, a Ford, uh, Ford Escape, which you're not too pleased with. Oh, dude. But hold on. Hold on. I just want to, before we get to the car, our... Uh, our little room here. I'm going to have a vlog. The vlog is going to include that. But let's not spend too much time on non-hockey tech, but go ahead and talk about the car. Waterloo, first of all, city in Ontario. It's uh, it's like a twin city, they call it. Like, uh, what are they, Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah. Minneapolis? Yeah. Minnesota? Minnesota they got twins. the twin cities. That's what uh, Waterloo is. Waterloo and Kitchener. Very nice. Both, uh, they're twin cities. Okay. Wrap what, is, what does a twin city mean? Uh, the two, uh, I don't know. They're very close in proximity, and maybe they look similar. So Kitchener, Put us under the educational Waterloo. tab, you know Apple pe- Podcasts. You know how many people have, uh, uh, how many famous people have come from Waterloo? No. Not a lot. Not a lot of people. There's like an author, and uh, that's about it. Who's so, the author? I stand to be corrected. I don't know. Uh, the author, no, not even, sorry. Okay. The most famous person from Waterloo, according to Wikipedia, which is 90% of the time pretty right, Lorna Geddes, who is a ballerina. Never heard of her. National Ballet of Canada. She can't be that good. I've never. No, exactly. That's what I said. Okay. What's, what's going on in Waterloo? Not okay. a lot. So use promo code uh, Hockey Season at Zephyr Epic to get five dollars off your order. We got another promo code to tell you about because we are also delivered by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code ConvoDD. Capital C, capital D's, all one word. ConvoDD. That would get you twenty five percent off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Gudrelli, joined as always by the man who built the place. We have just wrapped up. We're getting ready to go out for dinner with. Uh, you know who he's not on the show because he's got a right, but we're going out for dinner tonight with here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. money, 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 money. <laughs> That's right. Harmon dial still hasn't paid for a dinner or a round of golf <laughs> or anything with me. And, and Harmon's going to Harmon. Harmon is going to come on the podcast. We're just not sure which day I'm thinking tomorrow is probably going to be easier for us to actually get him on. Yeah, we um, got to negotiate with Harm too. We got to set up. What's yeah, the deal here? He's got the, what do they call it? The surcharge rate. Yeah, he does. That's right. We'll uh, but Har- Harmon's going to come on the podcast. Uh, we're going to be having a podcast today. Uh, if you're listening to this, this is a Thursday recording. Then the Friday recording as well. Saturday, we'll have kind of a wrap-up on training camp. 
Um, and then next week we're going to be doing something a little different and, uh, that should be fun, but we'll have more clarity on that by yeah, Saturday. Well, let's quickly let the people know. I sent out a tweet, uh, for people that don't have Twitter. Cause there are people, you know, this quads, I don't know if you knew this I actually, did. Yeah, there, there are people who listen to the podcast who aren't on Twitter. I know that. Yeah. Or aren't following the account. Cause you know what? We have more people that listen to this show than we have followers on Twitter. That's a really interesting stat. Because we think you, we always think everything's on Twitter. Whole lives are on Twitter. Yeah. The podcast is born. Twitter, on Twitter isn't real life. Is Twitter real? I don't even know. All right, let's get into. I don't want to. We're not going ten minutes long here. We got no, uh, training we gotta, camp. We gotta go. Seasons in. It's time for training camp. Let's go right off the top. What do you want to do? You want to do? Uh, let's start with Nils Hoglander, Chris. I think right, that's big story the biggest of the story of the day, right? Like I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a bigger story uh, from any first day of training camp, right? Like we've already talked about Bo Horvat and his contract, uh, Pierre LeBrun dropping the absolute bomb that the Canucks might trade uh, Bo Horvat at some point. I'm, I'm thinking that's a negotiating tactic. I don't really think that's a... I, I said bomb pretty tongue-in-cheek there if people couldn't tell. Um, but again, there, there's not, not much going on with Bo Horvat, so we're not going to talk about that. Um, that'll be a Patreon thing, but I always find it funny how everybody's like, we have to talk about Bo Horvat not having a contract. I'm like, why? Why? Who's deciding that we have to talk about this? Anyway, uh, we are not going to talk about Bo Horvat not having a contract. We're going to talk about Nils Hoaglander not being in what we expect to be an NHL lineup. Like, the Canucks basically had four lines, four NHL lines today, right? And Nils Hoglander wasn't in that lineup. And I, I got to say, I, I got a lot of flack on Twitter when I threw out on this show that I'm becoming, when I, when I was projecting lines and everything, I was becoming a little more open to the idea of maybe Hoglander is not going to be in the NHL to start the year. If today was any indication, and it certainly is, Hoglander definitely has to fight for his spot on this team more than others. Yeah, and you know what? We saw a lot of good battles at camp today. Like I, I wrote the article for Canucks Army. There was like there was some uh some good pushback from players on players here in the action, whether it be drills or in scrimmage, there was a battle. And I think to me that comes from Bruce Boudreaux wanting to push these guys for this camp to kind of warm them up into the season. And the way that that line that you talked about, the fourth line there of Dakota Joshua, Jason Dickinson, who by the way was playing center on that line, uh, and Curtis Lazar, who was playing the right wing on that line. I think the way that they're going to want to play that fourth line, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to have the fit with Niels Huglander there. They want to play because, man, I'll tell you, I've been, what you know, you know me. I've been pretty critical of Joshua, right? Yep. Before uh, before getting a chance to see him live, I'll tell you what. I don't know what happened. He, he grew since the last time I saw him. <laughs> he, there was a time he skated by Tyler Myers. He's a big body. Yeah. Joshua's a big body. Moves well. Uh, looked really good in the scrimmage, and I like that trio. Like. You know, if Dickinson can be like the defensive center on your fourth line, listen, you're still paying him too much. He's still making 2.65. That's too much for a fourth line center. But at least Lazar's making $1 million. You know, Joshua's below that as well. Like, I, I think that line would have a lot of uh, lot of excitement on what they can do on a four check. If you're sending in Lazar and Joshua is just like absolute go-getters on the four check from your wings, really like the look of that. I'd be curious to see what a fourth line looks like if you swap out Dickinson for Huglander, you put Lazar at center. Like maybe that's something where you can get a little bit more offense. But if you're talking about a defensive trio that goes out there and just makes it hard and wears down opponents, I, I do like the thought of Lazar, Joshua, and Dickinson. I do think that's a line that could work on a fourth line. And right now, that has Huglander on the outside looking in. He's playing on an AHL line right now with Niels Almond and Linus Carlson. Yeah. Okay, I don't know... 
Like, we don't want to talk about all of the AHL lines, but there were some AHL lines put together, and Bruce Boudreau even used the Waters, Nielsen, and Klimovich line as an example of one that worked at Young Stars, so he's going to keep them together. And, yeah, like, maybe we see that at the AHL level, but, again, Bruce Boudreau's not the one calling the shots in the AHL, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about the AHL lines, but that fourth line obviously is very interesting because, like you just said, they're going for the big body. I think this club is really... And I saw people on Twitter talking about this of, uh, you know, why is Jason Dickinson out there? And you just even threw it out. Like, maybe Hoaglander can go over Dickinson. I think this club is looking at Jason Dickinson and kind of saying, okay, this guy had all of his confidence taken away from him last season. Like, this is an NHL player. Like, before he arrived in Vancouver, Jason Dickinson was an NHL player, believe it or not. He was. Like, he was going to be this team's third-line center. He was going to provide a bunch of stability. Now we're talking about, well, maybe he shouldn't even be on the fourth line. I think this team's looking at it and saying, we need this guy to get his confidence back. And having a full training camp, again, with Bruce Boudreaux, he's, he's played half a season for Boudreaux. You know, he's been in Vancouver for a full year. I think this club is looking at this and saying, okay, we need to do everything we can to make sure Jason Dickinson bounces back. Uh, and I think they also look at Nils Huglander in the sense of, we need to do everything we can to make sure this guy actually develops into a top six player. He's probably not going to... You don't want his ceiling to be a fourth-line player, right? And I think it's similar to the principle of what we talked about with Rathbone about how I said last year, you know, Rathbone was probably better than Brad Hunt, but Brad Hunt was the one getting NHL games. And I think what that ultimately came down to is the club valued Rathbone getting first power play, first penalty kill, top pairing minutes, playing over 20 minutes a game in Abbotsford. They valued that a lot more than they did him getting third pairing minutes in the NHL, right? And I wonder, um, again, someone even brought up Jake Gensel to me about how long um, the Jim Re- Jim Rutherford-led Pittsburgh Penguins let Jake Gensel marinate in the AHL, right? And, you know, maybe there were people complaining that Jake Gensel was in the AHL at the time, but when you look at what Jake Gensel ultimately became, I don't think anybody's complaining about that development path, right? So, again, this is something that the Canucks under Jim Benning that regime, they didn't have a lot of prospects and they didn't have a lot of really good players in general. So anytime a prospect like Hoaglander showed kind of well, you were like, well, he, he's better than Louis Erickson. We've got to get him in the lineup. Everybody on the ice today is better than Louis Erickson, right? And, you know, if Louis Erickson were at this training camp, he's probably not on a fourth line, right? So my point, my ultimate point here is just that I don't really think they're looking at this and saying we need to demote Huglander because he's he's not good enough or whatever. I think they're looking at it and saying, well, instead of having his ceiling be a fourth line winger and you know how much development is he going to do playing with Curtis Lazar, Jason Dickinson, or Dakota Joshua, any of those three guys, how much development is he really going to do into being a top six player um, as opposed to him being on a first or second line? in Abbotsford, again, like you said, with Linus Carlson and Niels Amon, two guys that this organization also wants to see develop. So, again, I'm looking at it from that perspective and saying I could see a world where Huglander starts in the AHL, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think we saw a world of that, obviously, at day one at camp, right? Like, you, yeah. you brought it up. That was the line that we saw together. Like, that, man, I tell you what, that would be a ridiculous line in the AHL, getting a chance be to good. watch that. It'd be good. And it would build Huglander's confidence, right? Sure. Like, yeah. I, I think, ultimately, like, it would, it would probably... Um, Lower his confidence to be sent down to the AHL, right? This is a guy who spent two seasons in the NHL already, right? He probably views himself as an NHL player. Probably hurts his confidence a little bit to go down to the A. But then I think once he's down there, and once he's getting those reps in, and again, if you communicate the message as well as you can, right? And tell him it's not 
you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing that you're going down. Like we want to see you develop and we want to see you be, you know, when you come back to Vancouver, we want to see you be a 20 goal scorer. Like we and, want and you to be able to take be that step. The situation for him to come back to Vancouver should be going into a top nine. It shouldn't be like, ah, oh, you know, you've been ripping up in the A. Now let's give you that shot with Justin Dickinson, Bailey, the right? Justin Bailey yeah, experience. No, it's got to be like, hey, listen, because Manko's not working out. It's yeah. time for Huglander. Exactly. Or, hey, you know, this this isn't making sense on this line, and we really need to jump. You know, we're we're one in four in our last five games. Let's go get Huglander. Let's go get him from down the highway. Because remember, the HL team now is just down the road. That's right. Right. You can you can go off and get these players like that. Huglander is still on his entry level contract. No worry about waivers. I don't. I think we've talked about this like in the summer. But I, if I'm being honest, like I, I was still like I wasn't sold on the idea of him going to the AHL throughout the summer. But I, I I'm getting to the point now where it looks like it's more of a possibility, not, and it's just day one of camp. I know but we are I, reading a lot into what is put together because I think these lines do mean something. I also want to highlight something Bruce Boudreaux said because I'm I'm with you. Like I understand what you're saying about how these lines do mean something. Um, Boudreaux said as much, and I even wrote an article about it for Canucks Army about these lines today. Okay, I get that, but Bruce also stressed to us that the one thing he knows for sure is that they're going to keep Horvat, Pedersen, and Miller separate but they're going to try a bunch of winger combinations. He was asked if he has a number of winger combinations in his head, and he joked, uh, it was with Daniel Wagner, he joked, he said, well, how, how high of a number can you think of? Because, like, how high of a number can you go, basically, is what he's saying, is he's got unlimited uh, winger combinations in his head. So I'd be absolutely stunned, Chris, to see Hoglander not get a shot, whether it be in training camp scrimmage or whether it be in the preseason, with one of these top three centers. I would be stunned. I, I guess maybe a preseason game, but... He's got to get the shot. He's got to get a shot with what, the What with does a, a top shot winger. change, though? Like, does that does one game of really good play from Huglander... Say he scores two goals and assists in a preseason game playing with Pedersen. Put him there again. Is that enough, though? Like To get another look with Pedersen in a preseason game? Yeah. Okay. Is it enough to make an NHL roster? No. Yeah, but how many games would it take for him to really do that? If he does it with consist, okay. If, if like, he, you know what, he could do it, but man, Huglander has a real uphill battle to make this Canucks team. He does. He does. Like on this current second right now, I think if you're looking at the way they want to use Huglander, like right now, Lockwood might be a guy who's ahead of him to make the NHL roster because he will be used as a 13th forward. Okay, I get what you're saying. I do, but. That's what Phil Giuseppe is on this roster for. Sure, he's another good example, but, yeah. But my point being, Chris, is that Will Lockwood, although I've been very, you know, I, I've said, like, people ask me about him as a prospect. I'm like, I don't know. The guy's, like, what, 23 now, 24? I think he's 24, 25, yeah. Yeah, so sure, he's getting into the territory of being that 13th forward, but I think you still want to have him in the A and develop him into some sort of scoring, scoring winger, right? Like... Again, I know people look at him and say, oh, well, he could be Tyler Mott. and Yeah, maybe one day, but... Probably a better chance of him being a Tyler Mott than a scoring winger. Sure. The dude's played but, 15 NHL games. But I also, think, point. I also think him becoming a Tyler Mott, he needs to get some sort of scoring touch, right? Because right now, he is a guy who has zero NHL points, right? Has no scoring touch whatsoever at the NHL level. And he's smaller. Like, he's smaller, right? Mm-hmm. He He's a smaller guy. It's not as sustainable. Like, I know it's fun to see these guys that that skeet around and throw big hits and everything, but it's not sustainable. It's just not. And I'm saying that as a smaller guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch how the Huglander thing plays out. Even on day two of camp, I think you'll learn a lot. If he's yeah. back with that line, 
and that fourth line is still back together, and you're seeing because Bruce wants to get another scrimmage in of Joshua, Dickinson, and Lazar, if he wants to see that line again, how long does it keep going until we really start to think the Huglander isn't going to be in the lineup? I think it, it, one more, two more you know, days of training camp here. Like If you come out of three days of training camp and Huglander's been on that line the whole time, you know where he's going to start the season. Would it be disrespectful in your eyes? Because let's not forget, Niels Huglander and then Vasily Podkolzin took turns in the press box. Would it be disrespectful to bump down Podkolzin onto that line with Amon and Carlson and put Hoglander with Garland and Horvat? Remembering, keeping in mind, that these are just preseason line rushes. Mm, I don't think... I think... Not even preseason, it's training camp. No, I know, but I think, <laughs> yeah, but I just think it'd be more important to have Pod, Pod Colson stay in top some... nine than sure. it is to try Huglander in top sure. nine. I agree with you. Because you know Pod Colson's coming in yeah, top nine. I agree with you. I agree. I don't disagree at all. I don't think there's a body that makes, and especially the way that the lines have been put together now, there's not a body that makes sense to be moved to a fourth line role for Huglander to come in even. Yep. Right? We'll talk about the lines on the other side because it's our poll question. But... To me, it just, I don't know. I, I don't really see, it, it's to me, it's going to take like bad play or an injury right now for Huglander to even get into this lineup. Yeah. And it's it's day one, so I know people are probably listening to this and like, who oh, to overreact and so hard. <laughs> but seriously, this is all we have to react off of. And Bruce said himself that like he's looking at lines that, he, like, let's put it this way, folks. If opening night started tomorrow, Nils Huglander is not on this roster. He might be on the roster, but he's not in the lineup, right? And that matters. Right, that's what we're talking about here. Um, you know, if the season started tomorrow, he's not in the lineup. So our big point, what we're all, tr- what we're trying to say here, is that he has an uphill battle to make it, make this lineup, make a make a spot for himself uh, in this opening night lineup. We'll take a break here. No, before we take a break, I gotta sneak this in. What do you think about your boy getting lit up today in the scrimmage? I'm not talking about that right now. Scrimmage, he gets lit up. Two he didn't goals. Get lit up. The it was a broken play Vinny, in front of Vinny him. Arsenal. Yeah. Vinny Arsenal and Cole Shepard score the two goals against Archer Seelovs, and you're trying to take a victory lap. Seelovs had a couple of real nights. I was talking to uh, Kent, who's someone I met out there. Okay. Fan of the show. Season ticket holder. And I was saying, you know, Seelovs, I don't know, man. He's he's just got it. There's something that he's got. Oh, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. it's it's just it. You know, you don't have to hit the goalie intro. He moves like Thatcher Demko. That's what I was. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I got a funny John Shorthouse story. I think people always like a good John Shorthouse story. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. today, speaking of moving, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'll get to that in a sec. So I, today, I walk in, I sit right in front of Batch and Shorty. I'm like, gents, how's it going? And we don't see Shorty a lot, right? He doesn't go to a lot of Morty skates, but we see him probably like you count on one hand how many times we saw Shorty last year. They got year. good golf courses up in Whistler. That's yeah. why Shorty's, Shorty's there. there. Shorty's learning the pronunciation of everybody's names. That's right. Um, But him and Batch talking, I say hi to both of them. And, uh, I, I kind of turned the other way, and then Shorty says, oh, you went short. And I was like, what the hell is Shorty talking about? So I'm like, what are you talking about? And my hair. He didn't recognize me because of my hair. And then uh, I took him through all of the different haircuts that I had had in the past year. But shout out Shorty. Good guy. Uh, and the funniest funniest thing happened was today we're doing media veil out by a forest, <laughs> like out back of this Whistler arena. And, you know, it's a park. And this fire engine drives by. And the siren is blaring, and then you just hear, like, eight coyotes in unison just howling, right? And we were all kind of like, you know, we're a bunch of city folk. We were all kind of like, oh, my gosh, okay, like, we didn't realize there were a bunch of coyotes. Well, I didn't realize there was a bunch of coyotes there. Shorty takes off. Yeah, but before Shorty left, he said, 
it was like it was a very funny quote before he left. He's like, you don't know they're. He's like, most of the time you don't know they're there until the sirens come. Then you know they're there. And then he just like walked <laughs> off. And <laughs> then he takes off. Nobody follows him. There's like 18 people standing and just watching John Shorthouse strut over there. Walks right up toward the coyotes and he eventually turned back. But yeah, fearless. It was it was something. <laughs> Let's take a break. It's good to have short. I think out there I think that story was a lot better for us than it was anybody else. And and half of my story was I said hi to John Shorthouse today. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and he asked about your hair. And he asked and about why my it's hair. not long. Yeah, and why it's not long. I Which had to that, take yeah, him through you my You were diary. telling me no no product in the hair. You're no product you're off anymore. The product. Nope, no product. Someone was giving you crap in Penticton about because uh, they liked the logo on the shirt. Right? Yeah. The new logo. We've we've bounced through logos. We, you got glasses in some. You got you don't have glasses in the other. You got long hair in some. You got, but my face never changes. No, it doesn't. I got the same Your old beard's face. Your beard's less bushy, man. I tell you what. Yeah, I saw true. an old photo of us, like yeah. first time we recorded. Bro, your beard was like touching your chest. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you get a girlfriend uh, <laughs> and becomes your fiance. You, you know, I couldn't imagine going back to that life again. <laughs> I see pictures of myself and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I didn't get my beard trimmed professionally. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty funny. It looked wild. It. It, was it, was. Wild it was a wild beard. It was the wild I'll, I'll grow it again eventually. I don't know when, but like... like dude, you know. November? Can we can we set a... Dude, cha- I, listen. Okay, before we go to break, I got something about November. I got to... You go first. Well, I want to say, can we like set a goal on Patreon? If we get X amount of Patreon subscribers in the month of November, we'll donate all of the money from our Patreon to November. And the best part, obviously the donation's great, but we'll get you to shave off your beard and you'll just have handlebars. Oh, it's for a good man. cause, Chris. I would if I could, man. My fiance has never seen my chin. That's okay. You're already engaged. Yeah, I know. But she already said yes. Yeah, but... Uh, Wait, I guess what. she only said yes yeah, to... Yeah, you know to what? She's also got yes the receipt for the ring. Cause I just, <laughs> so I got to be careful. She hasn't seen my chin. She doesn't know what I look like. Oh, come on. So I'll keep the beard here for a little... We'll, we'll see. We'll think about okay, it. We'll, we'll think see. about Here's it. Here's what I'm doing in November. I sure. tell you this. It was my... Uh, well, yeah, I got to pay pay Peter to get Piper or whatever's going on here. I made this. Uh, this was my New Year's. What do they call them? Resolution? Resolution, yeah. New Year's resolution was one month of the year. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to eat pretty healthy for that month and have a month of being in good shape. And I picked November because I was like, oh, it's way down the road in 2022. I don't have to worry about it. November's coming quick. In November, I'm going to work out every day and eat pretty healthy. Dude. And see how it goes. I'm proud of you. First thing in the morning. You do it first thing in That's the morning. What I'm doing, yeah. You literally, if you do it for a month, I bet you don't stop after that month. Oh, we'll see. I, <laughs> I, we will see. It's a good feeling, man. It is. Well, I guess yeah. I eventually stopped. I but I was, one, I was good in the season. There was one time, uh, and I was tweeting about it a while ago. People have been following me for a while, but I went really healthy. Went to, I was going to, I went 40 times to the gym in one month. That's insane. Uh, well, I was on EI. I'm sitting around at home <laughs> doing nothing anyways. This isn't back when I was in Nanaimo. Yeah, yeah, went yeah. Went 40 times that month because I was putting a check on a board, a big white piece of paper, like those big ones that you, you bring yeah. to games as signs. I had a big thing for like working out how much weight I was losing. It was wild. So we'll see. I'm going to try, I'm going to try and work out every day uh, in November. I think I'm going to do it. So I'm, I'm saying it on the podcast, be held accountable here. Yeah, dude, text Murph. If you text Murph and tell him you're doing that, he'll help hold you accountable. Yeah, Murph's sending you text of gyms on the yeah, way Murph, up. Yeah, Murph texted me randomly. Like, hey, quads ain't in the gym like he used to be, though. He's got a girlfriend now. He's going yeah, easy. I have gone a little bit easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. On the other side, we'll get to our Atlas Goods poll question because we're talking lineups again, folks. So keep it locked, keep it loaded on Canucks Conversation. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Folks, if you want to advertise with us, shoot us a message at ChrisFaber39 on Twitter, at Quadrelli on Twitter, and at CanucksConvo on Twitter. Any of those will work. Please download a Twitter account. <laughs> Get Twitter uh, if you don't have it already and you want to advertise with us. Follow uh, the account. we got more listeners and followers. That's right. Yeah. We need our listeners to uh, balance out the follower account. Okay. Our episode 298 poll question brought to you by locally owned and operated Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 to get 15% off your first order of pop rinds. Folks, you've heard us talk about it before. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight out of your microwave or Air fryer, so be sure to go check them out. Atlas GDS promo code CC15. Our bro- bacon flavor, they got the uh, regular flavor, whatever you want. Our poll question today flavors. Which day one training camp line do you like the most? Chris, so far, leading the vote is that Kuzmenko EP40 McKayev line. Before I get into the results, I'm just going to refl- refresh everybody's memory of which three lines we were talking about. So the first line we saw was Tanner Pearson, JT Miller, and Brock Besser. Followed shortly thereafter by Connor Garland, Bo Horvat, and Vasily Podkolzin. And finally, Andre Kuzmenko, Elias Pettersson, and Ilya Mikheyev making up what you would assume is the Canucks' third line to open the night. But I'll tell you what, they have potential to be the first line. I tell you what, also right now, live recording, Aaron Judge coming up to the plate, bases loaded. Anyways, no outs. No outs. The they can't Red walk Sox them here. Team. They walked them to lead off the game here. I bet Anyways. they Tony Larusa it, and they do walk them. No way. It's a 0-0 game. Yeah, Boston won't do that. Boston has too much pride no, to walk them. Zero outs. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, okay. back to the lines here. Back to the lines. So you, you heard Judge me. Judge going to get 62? What's he at, 61 right now? Yeah, I think he's going to get 62. Okay, cool. There's like, what, 10 games left? I don't know. He might do it right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, he's on deck. 
Wow, the camera just showed. Okay, forget it. Forget it. Sorry. Enough baseball. Why do we even have baseball in the background? Cut this is hockey podcast, folks. Okay. I wanted to talk about this Andre Kuzmenko, Elise Patterson, Ilya Sorry, which McKayev one's line? your favorite line? Because the people, they're all over the EP line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're if all you over let it, me too. Talk. Sorry, bud. I'm, I'm watching here. <laughs> that sounded so Canadian. Sorry, bud. I'm watching well, here. Now they, yeah, you, bases loaded. You, sack fly. Now they're going to walk them. Anyways. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll, Kuzmenko, keep, I'll keep people posted here. Kuzmenko, Patterson, and McKayev is my favorite line. Of the three forward lines, aside from the fourth line, which for some reason is your favorite that we saw today. And I'll tell you what, Chris, Andre Kuzmenko really impressed me because, look, he looked a little behind and a little bit unsure of how fast the game was going to be when he was skating in the scrimmage. But with that in mind, when he was in tight, he was unbelievable. Like with the puck on his stick... His edge work is fantastic. A big garly, as Vasily Podkolzin told us, his nickname is. He likes to spin. He showed an early affinity for the Garland-like spins. He's going to turn. Here's what I think Kuzmenko is going to do well at the NHL level. He's going to turn offensive possessions into scoring chances. From his passing, from his ability to, like you said, quickly turn and get pucks on net, like he's going, he might not be the guy getting you into the offensive zone all the time, but the parts that I'm going to like his game are his defending through the neutral zone, his ability once you're in the offensive zone. I think he's going to have success. I think you could clearly see on the ice. We've seen it throughout the summer skates. You could see it again. Like there's no question about his hands. I don't think there's much question about his shot. And to me, it's like the only thing is, can he get to that? Like I think you were telling me today that north-cell speed of yeah. up and down the ice. Yeah. Is he able to get that speed? Because there's no question about his edge work, how quick he can make turns, even you know east-west movement. There's no question there, but I think that's the thing. It's going to be how does the full speed of a game affect what he looks yeah, like? Yeah, and again, he, you even asked him about this, and he said, like, you know, it's just one practice, and he said, um, it was funny because I think you said after a couple days, and he's like, no, no, after a couple games, and he specified that it would take a couple games for him to really... Um, understand the speed but he talked about the difference of the khl uh rink size and the nhl rink size and he talked about how you know i like the nhl game more because it's closer and he likes to work in tight right but one thing i noticed was i think he was shocked at how fast four checkers are um and how fast the opposition is like nobody was stagnant in the defensive zone and i think that kind of shocked him a little bit because there was a moment where he was crossing over at the blue line and he tried to do a a dr- behind the back drop pass and that worked for a second because his the 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 defender that was on him followed him and left the puck but one of the forwards in the zone jumped up and just took it away right and it led to a breakaway the other way and i think that kind of caught Kuzmenko off guard a little bit about how active everybody is in the defensive zone and how fast everything is right and again he talked about the speed and having to get used to the speed and again i've said it before i'll say it again when i asked to sleep on colson the biggest difference between the KHL and the NHL, he said speed. Like, that's all he said. He just said, everything's faster. You need to do everything faster. And if you can, you'll be able to play here. You can play here if you can move at that speed. So I think there's a lot of potential with that line. I was impressed on the first day, though. I was very impressed. And Elias Preston looks on. Dude, PD's on. He's doing his deeks, man. He's back to that, like... Confidence. You know what? It's it's that feeling of, like, when Pud Colson just never... Or, sorry, when Pedersen just never loses possession. Like, whether it be him needing to, like, pull a puck from behind him, use his skates, you know, be one hand on the stick and reaching, like, 
He just he's not losing possessions. Even when he fumbles the puck a little bit like we've seen in the past and you know, especially when he was in his struggles at the start of last year when he was fumbling a lot of pucks and losing possessions, even when he does fumble a puck now, it's like he quickly gets it back. He's like he's on his thing right now, I think. But looking at these lines, I I think I like the the Pearson Miller Besser one. Because really? yeah, I changed my mind a couple times. I like them all. I think all three are pretty interesting, but I'm going to go with this one because this line together last year, I test didn't look great. Okay, they didn't look great under Boudreau. They they had 200 minutes together this trio last year under Boudreau only. Um, but they allowed they scored nine goals and they're on the ice, gave up nine goals against, and you're like ah that's not good 50 50. But their on ice save percentage 896. Like as a, for the Canucks who had the number one five on five on ice save percentage uh, this past season that that nine. That 896 is not going to stick around. I mean, this this is a a line that, it, for expected goals, controlled 59% of expected goals. Corsi at 56%. Um, you know, scoring chances controlling 56%. Like, they, this, this is a line that does make a lot of sense of guys who just are able to... With Brock Besser, you want him to kind of be the guy that's a little bit higher up. But then JT Miller and Tanner Pearson grinding. Grinding down deep. Getting the puck up to find Besser for some areas, likely on the left side for Besser to get that shot. We know he likes to shoot five on five from the left side, but then at the same time, like you know, Pearson can bang pucks in if he needs to. He's also a guy that can work hard on the cycle. I've said it for years now that the best thing about Pearson's game is I swear he plays with a steel stick. He he's got mm-hmm. such a strong stick when he is in the corner. And then JT Miller offensively going to do a lot of everything. So um, I, I'm interested to see that one play out together. But man. Maybe the best five-on-five shift in the scrimmage today came from the Horvat-Garland-Pod-Colson line, where Garland just, you know, you forget, like, how good this guy is at extending offensive possessions in his own right. Like, he, he chases down pucks, he digs through, he makes good passes, he's in the boards, he anticipates well. I, I think a lot of people that trashed Garland last year are dead wrong. Garland might be the best five-on-five creator of offense on this team. And to him, for him to play with Horvat and Pod Colson, underrated, that's going to have some really good play in the in the offensive zone. It's hard to disagree Garland with that. puts in a lot of work. It's very hard to disagree with that. Because I think Bruce Boudreau thinks that all of these guys, like OEL, Garland, these guys that were here for the first year last year are going to take a step. I wonder if the same principle applies, to a lesser degree, of course, to a guy like Jason Dickinson. Like, I, I wonder. Yep. But, again, I'm not going to take the conversation from what you were saying to Jason Dickinson. You know what's crazy about Garland, though, too? And, I, and like, Garland has the same amount of 5-on-5 points as JT Miller. Okay? Like JT Miller and Connor Garland had the same amount of points at 5-on-5. JT Miller had 99 points this season. And it looked at, like, an incredible season. Garland, he had that 20-game stretch where he didn't score a goal. What if he doesn't have that? You know, and he needs to not have that moving forward for sure. I mean, a player who's playing in your top six for a majority of the season can't go 20 games without a goal. Yeah. If you take that out of his game, I think you're looking at a season a lot different. Even well, if you yeah. had just like four, like, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> but it didn't massively, happen. like massively different, you could look at it though. Yeah, but it didn't happen. But if it does happen this year. Sure. I think a lot of people, I don't know, I just, I see a lot of people when they talk about like making a trade or trading off a forward, like, oh, he's small. No, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like it's even that. it's even the same principle of tra- trading low on Hoaglander um, and trading low on Connor Garland. You don't you don't trade these guys when they're at their absolute lowest value. What you do if you want is you go down, you let uh, Hoaglander go to the AHL, and he becomes you know one of the best scorers in the AHL. Everybody's gonna take notice of this young player who's absolutely ripping it up. 
all of a sudden he's somebody the teams are calling about. Yeah, and he'd still be what twenty two. Yeah, the Canucks don't have to trade him. Like they could then plop him into their top six, right? Like who knows if Kuzmenko is going to be here next year? There's no guarantee. So you know, it's not a not a horrible thing to have Huglander in the AHL. No, it really isn't because it's a top nine piece, and good AHL teams have a guy who can hop into a team's top nine if they need it in a pinch. Exactly. Right. Good NHL teams have that in their organization. Good AHL teams have that. You see it around the league. Like you know what? Here's a good example. Like watching like Jacob Pelche, right? If the Flames really need a top nine guy and they don't want to break up what they have on their fourth line, Pelche is going to start the year in the AHL, I think. But is he the guy, like a young prospect who makes a lot of sense hopping your top nine? It's a similar thing with Huglander. Yep. It just happens that Huglander's got a bunch of NHL experience because he was put into a lineup at such a young age. I don't know. It's a little different to me. Yep. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear you, man. I do. Okay. We'll close it out there. Uh, what before we do though, Chris? Because I'm not rushing well, you. I know. Well, you are rushing me. I want to. No. I want you to tell the story about this amazing burger place that you say up here in Whistler. You've been dreaming about it well, since you're Patreon 11 years old. Content. That's no, Patreon. let's close out with this. Unless you got another hockey thing. Okay. Well, tell well, people about the dinner though. I want okay, this okay. burger spot here. So we're going for dinner. Uh, we're going with like Gemma Carson Smith. Shout out Gemma. Uh, Harmon Robert Williams of Daily Hive is coming with us as well gonna be a good dinner but i picked the place i said we're going to splits grill because i googled it because when i was a kid i came to whistler when i was like 11 years old and that was the last time i was here right now works got me here which is great but i go to whistler okay and we went to a burger place called splits i think it was called splits burger back then yeah okay and all i remember is thinking this is the best burger i've ever had in my life and then i remember going through my teenage years and saying i don't think i had a burger as good or left me with as good of an impression as the one I did at Splits Burger. So when I found out we were coming to Whistler, I googled Splits Burger and I found out it's still here. It's called Splits Grill now and I click on it and it said the number one burger in Whistler and I'll tell you what, Chris, I believe it and it might be the number one burger in BC. So we're going to go check that out tonight. I'll update on tomorrow's podcast because I'm sure the listeners are now going to be dying to see it. We're going to have that vlog of... uh, training camp posted on uh, the Patreon. I think we might do, instead of one day, we'll do an entire three-day thing. We'll do a three-day vlog posted on uh, Patreon. It'll be it'll be good good stuff. Good but content over there on the Patreon, hell yeah. I wanted to, before we closed out, because this is day one's podcast, I want to ask you, what's the number one thing you're looking for throughout the final two days of training camp? Do you want me to go first? I'll start. I got one right off the bat. What stays the same and what changes? Because, listen, Quinn Hughes and OEL playing together. You got uh, Danny DeKaiser. He's playing out there with Tyler Myers. That's an interesting pairing in its own. I think the pairings are are a little bit interesting to kind of see how they're going to shape out. Was it uh, Luke Shen and Rathbone? Yep. So I think there'll be some changes to the back end. I'm curious to see if there is to the forward group. That's what I'm looking for in the next couple days here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm interested to see what happens to Kaiser. Um, again, I'm not going to say like it needs to happen, but one thing I am curious to see, Chris, is if Niels Huglander gets that shot. Does Niels Huglander get a shot uh, with a mainstay center in one of these scrimmages? What would you do if you had to put Huglander in somewhere? Where I, would it be? I don't think you can, right? Because I think when if you if you're forcing That's my me, problem too, I, I don't. I don't know. If you're forcing me, I'm saying Pod Colson's line. Right? Like you're taking Pod Colson out and putting Huglander in that spot. But I don't think you do. But again, it's just a I think a lot of people would like it to be Pearson, right? If you're taking out of the top nine, it's Pearson. If you're taking out of the whole lineup, it's Dickinson, Mm -hmm. right? Is that that safe to say? 
Yeah. I just don't think that the Pearson Miller Besser line is going to get split up. I, I think that's a line they want to do. Like I, you know, like I said, Bruce Boudreaux played that for 200 minutes last year in his games. Like he has used that line in the past. So I don't think that line's getting mixed up. And then the other ones, it's like, oh, I just, I don't see it happening, man. I don't see it happening unless you really want to give a guy a night off for a preseason game. Yeah. All right. And, w- and do you want to give a guy a night off when you want to see the lines develop chemistry together? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I I get it. I get what you're saying. It's going to be interesting to see. There's still some days left. Got two days of training camp left. You know left. my restaurant here up in uh, Whistler. Okay. 21 done. Steps. Yeah, you were telling me about that. People, Are we going uh, there tomorrow? People, uh, listeners of the show, tweet at it. 21 Steps. Tweet at us. Been there before? Okay. I had a smoked chicken there one time. <laughs> Delicious. Okay. Their drinks, they come out. They got these drinks. They're all uh, they're all uh, smoking. Wow. Yeah. You done? Yeah. Dart hanging out of the side of their- <laughs> <laughs> Enough. All right. We'll close it out there for my uh, my co-hosts, Chris Faber. My name is David Quadrelli. Did we talk about this loft yet? No, we, oh, okay. we did. We did it enough. You're right. excited about the stairs. Every Short episodes. We got it, like episodes coming every day. Here, banging so them out. Banging, banging them out, out, folks. For my co-host, Chris Faber, my name is Dave Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.